Welcome to Mamma Mia Out Loud. This is a bonus episode with all the recommendations that we've got for summer because we've had a little bit of time off and we've been able to read things and listen to things and do things and we want to wake up your holiday brain and just gently start to tell you about more things that you can do. Okay, now what have you watched, Mia? Something I've discovered, which has been quite life-changing and I've only discovered it a few few days ago, was that I have Foxtel at home and if I download the Foxtel Go app, I can look, I can watch Foxtel on a whole bunch of my devices. So, and not just what's on now, but they've got like seasons and seasons of things that I've usually been buying through iTunes, like all the series of Veep, all the series of Girls. And one of the things I watched was um, the new Carrie Fisher, Debbie Reynolds documentary, Bright Lights. My mother, she'll forget she's not 35. Age is horrible for all of us, but she falls from a greater height. That's it. That's all. Okay, look. Turn around this way because your rear end is to the camera. I'm my mom's best friend. I share everything with my dog. It was not meant to be about their death, obviously. It was was done... um, in the last couple of years and it was still it was meant to be released this year but they brought it forward and that was just amazing and beautiful and heartbreaking and I started a couple of new series so one is Blackish which Tracy Ellis Ross won Best Actress in a TV Comedy for at the Golden Globe Field? which is really funny My name is Andre Johnson I have a great career a spectacular house and a loving family I'm surrounded by every day. Hey, Pops. Son, can I just please get a little coffee in me before you start this morning? But as a black man with all this success, sometimes I feel like an oddity. If you look to your left, you'll see the mythical and majestic black family. Lately, I feel in order to make it, we've all dropped a little of our culture. Hey, stop, Andy. Stop. Andy? That's not even close to Andre. I think it says I'm edgy but approachable. I think it says I hate my father and I play field hockey. Um, I've had to buy that on iTunes, but I've been hearing a lot about it and I really liked that. And I'm trying to get understand more about African-American sort of culture and funny things. Mm-hmm. And another one called Insecure that's written and produced and directed and starring a black female comedian called Issa Rae. I just want to be confident, brave me. I want to be that person. Let's have fun tonight. I'm Jared. Issa. Uh... And she was also nominated for the same award that um, Tracy Ellis Ross won. And I'm really enjoying that too. And that I can I can find on Foxtel as well. And I'm going to go back and catch up on all the girls episodes that I've missed as well. Cool. Jessie, what's the best thing you watched? I watched... A bunch of documentaries. Um, one of my favourites was 13th, 13th it's called, it's on Netflix, and it is about the incarceration of African-Americans um, in the States at the moment. And there was an incredible uh, statistic sort of that said currently in the US there are more African-Americans under criminal supervision than um, all the slaves that existed in history. So this is the thesis that they put forward is that this is the new form of slavery and the way that we have constructed the black male criminal is really interesting um they've got all these experts it's fantastic it's scary it's interesting the other one that i love is family rules which is on uh nitv i think it might also be on sbs you can definitely stream it online on sbs 
uh, yeah, on the website. And it is about an Indigenous family, a mother with nine daughters, and her husband was a victim of a coward punch in 2004. So she's been left a widow. Is this a documentary? Yes. It's like a reality oh. series. And so they, what's it called? It's called Family Rules. Family Rules. But they've been really clever because they've marketed it as the Aussie Kardashians. So everyone clicks and everyone watches because it is a matriarch mm. who lost their husband who has a bunch of daughters. It is nothing like the Kardashians. I'm Daniela and these are my girls. I am the eldest. I'm second. Number three. Number four. Five. Plus six. Number seven. Eight. And the last one. There's nine of us in the We're crazy. Your butt's in my face! <laughs> Get off social media and come help clean up! Wi-Fi's going bye-bye. But by marketing it like that, oh, wow. like, people clicked. We How can tell people clicked. daughters, my God. Exactly. So her youngest daughter was only a few weeks old when her husband died, and now she's raised these girls, and it is a real life, like, documentary it's not a reality show it's a documentary about indigenous family life and the last episode was hilarious this so it's funny it's funny it's funny but it's also just their lives like they're just funny girls and it was her formal and she was trying to convince her sisters to pay for her nails and so she'd go to one and she was like i'm not paying for your nails and then she'd like go and manipulate the next one and say (laughs) oh you look like a loving sister i was like great i'm gonna look at up right now where do i find it it is on sbs you might have to sign up but it's completely free on the website and it is brilliant i laughed watching it okay have you seen the minimalism documentary no no it's on Netflix. It is infuriating. Is it called Minimalism? It's called Minimalism, yes. And it's about these two men who decide they used to be like Wall Street brokers and they used to be really high up executive roles, but they were so unhappy. And then one day they realised that they were unhappy because they were just trying to fill their life with stuff. So they decided to get rid of all their stuff and live a meaningful life with absolutely nothing. Yeah, right. We've, as a culture, have lost our minds. There's no question that what it means to have achieved the American dream has increased tremendously in material terms. This is not something that just happened yesterday. This is something that has been sold to us over the past hundred years by those that want to make a whole lot of money. Now that's what I call a good-looking car. You have this thing that you were obsessed about, but then the new version comes out, and now you no longer care about the one you have. In fact, the one you have is a source of dissatisfaction. People are beginning to recognize that they've maybe been tricked. There is no out until you become aware. You're not gonna get happier by consuming more. Ready? I was born ready. I watched it and I was really taken by it, but then, then when I, since I finished it, I've just found myself more and more enraged by the message that they're sending and the smugness in which they did it. These are two bachelors that don't have any children. Of course they can live a minimalist life. And what mm-hmm. they do is they travel around America in like into the mid-American West, like into low socioeconomic areas, and they say, guys, you don't need all this stuff. Get rid of it. That, and I, I've been a proponent of minimalism in the past. I think decluttering is important. I think we need a better relationship with our stuff. But this it struck me as a compulsion the same way that hoarding is a compulsion. And I just oh, think... So it's like anti-hoarding. Mm. Yes. It's, and what a privilege to have too much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, minimalism, I would recommend that. I might just watch. I hate, watch. I hate mm. watch it. 
or it might speak to you. It spoke to me for 24 hours and I started clearing out my clutter and then it just grew on me like a fungus. And the second thing I loved, okay, La La Land, if you haven't seen it, go. The final thing I watched, oh my God, there's this show on the ABC called Backroads. Have you guys seen it? I've heard about it. Oh, there is, it's... It's basically the ABC are going out into random rural areas and just finding stories of the people that live there. And I watched one that was about a town called Birchip. And I'm now obsessed. I want to move to Birchip because what happens in Birchip, Mia and Jesse, is there's a vanilla slice competition every year. And Birchip, the Birchip Bakery, have held the title for like 20 years in a row. And then this year, I won't tell you what happens. Actually, I will. The Golden Nugget at Ballarat won the Vanilla Slice competition. I've seen grown men reduced to tears over accepting first prize at the Vanilla Slice comp. It's just such a good documentary about Australian life outside of the big cities. I loved it. So that's available on iView on iTunes. Who's Um, it hosted by? It's hosted by Heather Hewitt and it's just super. Backroads on the ABC. Podcasts now. Any fresh podcast recommendations? I've, I've got one. I've been deep, deep diving into crime. I can't get enough. <gasps> same, same. Oh, case file. I'm really into. Tuesday, the 27th of December, 1988. John Willis was inside his house on Hillcrest Avenue, Ringwood. John's wife, Julie, was in bed asleep, as were his four young daughters. The Willis family weren't alone that night. There was somebody outside, watching and waiting. Honestly, it's so sick. I feel so sick. Sometimes I'm listening to things and I walk past people on the street and I think, if you knew what I was listening to right now, you'd think I was such a creep because I'm listening <laughs> to some like awful murder, like all the details and they like do a warning at the beginning and I'm like, yeah, this will be like, it's sick. Honestly, I want to do an analysis of what is wrong with us all that we are listening to this, but I cannot stop. So case file, I have just, I've just been addicted to. Mons, do you have a really good crime one? Stranglers. Go Stranglers. straight to Stranglers. Oh. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. It's, is I it know, Australian? American? It's about the Boston Strangler who, <gasps> it's grim. Okay. He broke into women's apartments in the 1950s, I think, and strangled them with their stockings. Yes, I've and heard this story. And they've never caught him. In 1963, Life magazine ran a photo spread illustrating some of the ways Boston women were dealing with the fear. There's one image of a woman lying in bed with two ski poles for protection. In another, a woman's placing a bunch of empty liquor bottles in front of her apartment door as a kind of makeshift alarm. But the scariest photo is of a dog in a young woman's living room, flashing its teeth while being trained to attack. The women of Boston were on the defensive. Yes, that sounds so interesting. It's so interesting. Yeah, I've got a couple of good ones. So um, there's a very famous uh, advice columnist or agony aunt called... Uh, Dear Prudence. It's a column that runs on Slate's website, but they've got a podcast that goes with it now. It's called Slate's Dear Prudence, and she just answers all these really great, really great sort of reader questions. But the one to start with is the Missing the Point edition. That's really, really 
good. So it's what do you do if you see someone wrote in and said they saw some dirty pictures on someone's phone and what should they do? He was showing her pictures uh, of his recent trip and trying to, you know, follow best practices, right? When you show someone pictures on your phone, it's like first you make sure, hey, are any of like my dirty pictures like close enough to this that someone else could see it? Uh, That was not the case. She grabbed the phone, scrolled through them super fast, like went through 300 photos in a minute and saw some dick pics. You know, he's a he's a guy who dates uh, he's a young adult who is sexually active. And so sometimes he looks at pictures of people's genitals, um, as do many of us. And she really made a meal out of it. She was like, oh, this is so embarrassing. I can't believe this happened. And she's always bringing it up now. like. And it's just she schools them. It's really great. So start with the Missing the Point edition. Um, and another podcast I've become really into is one. Uh, my favorite gossip site is called Laney Gossip. It's like feminist gossip, right? So she does full Hollywood stuff, but with a feminist smart bent. And she's got a podcast called Show Your Work. And they basically just deconstruct all the Hollywood stuff. It's just like your two smartest friends talking celebrity stuff. Oh, that sounds so good. So Show Your Work and uh, Dear Prudence. I've got one more, a really fun one, Australian one called Word for Word by the Macquarie Dictionary. The Macquarie Dictionary have put out a podcast (laughs) where they talk about all the great slang and the way that language is changing and all the librarians I know are obsessed with it and it's really fun. There's lots of really sort of small, actually not small, things like the mum forums or the kids forums. With those, they've got their own language. They've got an acronym for everything. One of them was NAC, which was nursing at keyboard. That is probably never going to extend from those forums. You're not going to be on the phone going, oh, I'm just knacking now. Uh, (laughs) um, So terms like that, because they belong in such a small sort of restricted area, that type of thing doesn't go into the dictionary. Do we put like lol in the dictionary, for example? Lol's in, but you can hear people on the street. Saying lol, so it says spoken language. It's less than 20 minutes an episode and it's interesting. Yeah. Will it give me new words? Yep. Oh, you will love it, Jesse. Yeah. I love a good word. That sounds great. Language. Uh Any good apps? Oh, Oh I've downloaded the, uh, um, I bought actually, it was $7.99. Someone else recommended it. So I bought it. It's a meditation app and I'm yet to use it. (laughs) Isn't that a great recommendation? We've all been there. We've all been there. Uh, I've. I'm looking for a new place at the moment. And so I was just online looking for places. And then I ended up downloading like the realestate.com. <gasps> oh. It is really good. That is and my favourite way to spend a weekend. Oh, I, I'm like I'm addicted now. All I do is look up places and then I'm like, is there a new one? And it, it's really good at putting the places you want, like being able to order them and stuff. Because that's you, you end up with like 50 links and then you can't remember which one is which. So it's really good at organising my like search for a new place. I, I would recommend that. It's the new Lifestyle magazine, that app. I go Love Sydney it. houses over $20 million and then I just sit there and go, oh, oh yeah. I've done that. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> Mia, tell me the best thing that you read over summer. I read two books. I read Eligible, which uh, Holly and you both recommended on the mm-hmm. last podcast we did of 2016. It's by Curtis Sittenfeld, an author who I really, really love. And she's an American author and one of the uh, famous writers who was invited by Jane Austen's estate to do a contemporary rewrite of one of Jane Austen's books. So she did Pride and Prejudice set in contemporary times. So it has the five Bennett sisters and it has every sort of pop culture, um, you know, iconic thing that you can imagine from IVF to 
lesbians to um, trans people to single mothers to just everything, um, bloggers. Uh, and it's just, I don't know if I loved it. I, I got to the end of it and then I went and listened to the podcast, the Mamma Mia Book Club podcast, and I listened to you talking about it, Mons, and you said the same thing. You didn't know if you loved it. Or you didn't love it. Did this adaptation actually work? And how does the modern day Elizabeth Bennet compare to the original? What's going on with closet lesbian weirdo Mary? How believable is Darcy? And does the love story actually pack enough punch? Um, it was a good, fun, easy beach read. But the book that I read that was I really did love was Trevor Noah uh, is a South African-born comedian he now hosts the daily show in the u.s which is one of the sort of cool daily pop culture news comedy programs and he grew up it's called born a crime and it's about growing up in south africa during apartheid when his father was white his mother was black and even the fact that he was born was a crime because black and white people under apartheid were not allowed to have sex among a whole lot of other things that they couldn't do so he writes just so movingly but funnily and just it's fascinating and my father grew up in South Africa so I um I just loved it it's really 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 well written one of the best covers I've ever seen on a book it's called Born a Crime by Trevor Noah that sounds so good mm. it's really good all right Jesse what have you been reading I read this book while I was away so I was with my twin sister and we both got really sick we got a bit of a barley belly and for about 24 hours I was just out of it and this book saved me from my illness and it's called leaving time by jody picot have i learned how to say it <gasps> yes! now picot. after listening to no filter and i'd been saying picot for like Same. ever um and it was released in 2014 and i started reading it i saw the blurb in a bookshop and i went this is not for me this sounds so lame because it's about a young girl who's looking for a mom and blah 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 i was like mm, it seems a bit boring anyway bought it and I was, it really, really got me in. And then I was sitting, um, I kind of walked outside my hotel and I was looking at it and this American woman walked past and went, are you reading that book that's about elephants? Because it's got this elephant subplot thing. And I was like, yeah. And she said, wait till the end. Like it's got the best ending of any book I've read. And so for, I ended up taking about a day and a half and I didn't speak to Claire for the whole time. I kept telling her to shut up because I just wanted to get to the end. And it was so good. I can count about five books in my whole life that have gotten me so into it that I don't go to the bathroom. Like, I just oh. love it. Um, and it was so clever. It was so well written. She weaves her knowledge of, you know, she's got this elephant subplot, but the thing she knows about elephants and then the thing she knows about this small town, it was so fantastic. And then I listened to the no filter afterwards. So I, I suddenly thought, okay, wait a second. What if... I started there. And what if I pushed the envelope? And suddenly it was like, boom, the door flew open and I knew I would actually finish. And it was because two things had really changed. Her mind is just, it mm. runs at a million miles an hour. She's, she's incredible. A author. genius. Yeah. And that she's written that many books. But I had actually never written, I read a book by her before. So this was my first one. Uh, and you need to read it. It was released in 2014, Leaving Time. Fantastic. I love it when you find an author that you love and they've got like 10 other books oh. that you can go and read immediately. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Moni? I've got one that's highbrow and I've got lowbrow. What would you like? Lowbrow first. Okay, Leo lowbrow was Leanne Moriarty's latest book. I don't think you can call that lowbrow. But I mean like you don't have to think too hard. Yeah, Easy read. Right. Yeah. Delightful read. Can't put it down. 
Love an easy read. But I'm going to say very controversially, I'm not going to recommend it. Is that bad? Because it annoyed me. It really annoyed me. Because it took too long to get to the event that happens. There's lots of talk about Mm. an event and my attention span is so short that I, mm. I like. I felt like I was being clickbaited for two hundred pages. I hate that. Yeah, book reading is hard mm. In, mm. In, in in the digital age. It yeah. is hard. I actually found when I was reading it that I was getting very tense yes. because it kept alluding yeah. to it. So I actually skipped ahead <laughs> to find out what happened, and then I could go back and read it more calmly. Oh, that's. I should have done that. I'm a purist. Yeah, cheated. Uh, I did not do that. But if you would like to make up your own mind. It's a very divisive book. It's called Truly Madly Guilty. Oh, Leanne, you've done it again. That'll be a Hollywood script before we know it. Okay, and the highbrow book that I read was something that took me out of the bubble because I've taken your bubble premise, Mia, and I've taken it into my literary reading. It's called The Pleasures and Sorrows of Work by Alain de Botton, who's a philosopher. He has said some interesting stuff. It's not at all about your career. What he does is does this sort of ethnographic um, study of different people that work in different jobs and he goes to like a biscuit factory in the middle of London in the industrial area of London and just spends months at a time with these people that work here and did you know it's got all these and it's really funny he's very witty and it just gives you such an insight into people's foibles at work and the the things that drive people at work Mm. and did you know that 5,000 people, it takes 5,000 people to make one chocolate biscuit from the development team to the food scientists to the marketing team and the PR people and the advertising and the graphic design, 5,000 people to make one biscuit. He spends a week with a guy who's obsessed with telephone poles and they just go out and he looks at these telephone poles, these power poles, like they're at almost he admires them the same way that we would admire celebrities in a magazine and it was just such a bubble burster for what makes people tick i loved it i also burst my bubble with a book called hillbilly elegy i'd forgotten about that it feels like a long time ago that i read it but it was just before christmas and it's by an author called jd vance and it's been credited as explaining some of the Trump phenomenon and Brexit in terms of uh, this guy grew up as a hillbilly, like really, really disadvantaged area in the Rust Belt of America. And he, he is now a Trump supporter and his family are Trump supporters. Just talks about this poor white America that we don't see very often. So that was a really interesting read too. Okay, I hope you found something helpful that really stood out to you there in our recommendations. So there's lots to choose from. Don't get overwhelmed by it all. Just pick and choose the ones that you thought sounded pretty good. There's no, you know, we don't want to tell you how to live your life. We just want to present to you the things that we have found really interesting, really smart, or really funny. Nice things that you can watch, read, listen to, and download. Okay, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.